Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, which, by the way, is much more than just a daily report. Um, uh, we really believe it's a knowledge platform uh, that benefits the industry. Um, and the platform is uh, we, we communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics through our daily reports, yes, but also these podcasts. And we do webinars and hopefully in the future, uh, live events. And along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, also, by the way, is a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of the electric slide. Now, I that's love that topic. provocative yes, as heck, and we'll get to just what that uh, means. So, Shelley, you know, <clears throat> in this overstored, overstuffed, and now over-websited retail industry, and by the way, it has been for decades, um, making it harder and harder to find growth and profitability. And I've called it share wars <laughs> because it's the necessity to steal share of a market, which in total is growing very sluggishly at best. Well, today we are honored, and I mean that, uh, to have a brilliant visionary. Um, and that would be one of the Robin Report's regular contributors, Warren Schulberg. And he's terrific. You've got to read his articles. He's even won some awards uh, in the in the uh, publishing world. Um, anyway, Warren brilliantly came up with an entirely new market for growth. First published on March 7th in the Robin Report. And today, Shelley and I wanted to include this incredible message and its creator and author in our podcast. So Warren, a big welcome to you. And I'm going to jump right in by reading your opening statement. You said, consider this, there are about, there are about to be 1.3 million opportunities that have never existed before for retailers, restaurants, and service providers. Those that jump on it first will reap the benefits. All you have to do is plug in. <laughs> That's a great opening, wow. Warren. Thank you, Robin. Um, and, um, you know, this is all about uh, electric vehicles. Uh, you know, for a long time in most of our life lifetimes, uh, electric vehicles were kind of a Flash Gordon thing and a, a Jetsons thing. <laughs> right. None of us expected we'd ever we'd ever see them in our lifetimes, but they're coming and they're coming fast and furious, much quicker than I think any of us could have predicted. Um, last year, the EV market in the U.S. was about 2% of vehicle sales. Uh, I guess that was two years ago. This past year, it jumped to 6%, wow. and globally, it's 10%. So the U.S. is behind, but catching up, and you think about it, it's, it's just growing exponentially. So 
it's it's an amazing uh, change in one of the most uh, fundamental parts of American society. And um, this is only going to accelerate, no pun intended, uh, because (laughs) um, virtually every uh, manufacturer of, of vehicles, whether it's uh, domestic or or uh, Asian or European, has said that they're going to convert largely to electric vehicles over the next uh, seven years by the end of the decade. So it's a big deal. And um, uh, as as we'll talk, I think it's a big deal for retail. Well, Warren, you know, most people, I think, would agree that it's going to just be a matter of time before the whole world goes all in on these electric vehicles. But I don't think we really have an awareness of like the numbers and the timelines that you so nicely laid out. So can you tell us what it is that retailers should exactly be acting on? So, um, you know, obviously, I don't think um, retailers are going to start selling EVs out of their uh, checkout aisles. But the... (laughs) the the real uh, the real touch point for for the retail community is the charging station. So uh, you think about it. Right now we have I don't know how many. Uh, uh, it, you know, there's 145,000 conventional gas stations. Um, and with about a, a million three uh, gas pumps. So in the U.S. and um, uh, but we've only got about fifty six thousand public charging stations, and so that's that's a real again no pun intended disconnect between this burgeoning EV market and um, the charging stations that that are going to be the infrastructure for all these vehicles. So. Um, you know, you've got the home charging stations and, and people will have those, whether it's a, a sophisticated station or just a long extension cord. But for the most part, this is going to be an opportunity in the in the public domain for charging stations. So um, uh, and, and it's not just some idle projection that some some uh, research suit came up with uh, uh, as part of uh, Biden administration legislation. They've 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 created um, uh, uh, a projection that they're going to spend the money to to uh, to build half a million charging stations. Wow. Um, year 2030 and that's already starting just this week the um the federal government uh announced that they were releasing 2.3 billion dollars of funding to start this over the next five years so this is going to happen you know again not some theoretical forecast this is starting it's going to happen and the big question will be where will those charging stations be uh and um you know your first inclination might be okay they're going to go in in gas stations in the in the sunoco and speedway uh uh station down down the block but this uh Electronic vehicle charging processes are very different than than uh, than fossil fuel charging. So, you know, you pump gas into your car, 
you're in and out of there in five to six minutes. And, and, you know, you might check your email or, or, or look up at the sky or maybe buy uh, uh, some Fritos in the, in the <laughs> store, but you're out of there. Uh, EV charging times are anywhere between 15 minutes and an hour, depending upon the speed of the charging, what kind of vehicle you have and what the charging station is. So this is a very different process. And so I think these EV uh, charging stations are not going to be in gas stations. They're going to be in other places. And to me, that's the opportunity for retail. Yeah, Warren, you know, and, and, and now it's beginning to become very clear knowing where you are going with this. So, uh, so please continue. Yeah, so um, before I get into uh, some more details, um, Axios uh, uh, just published something, I don't know, a week or two ago, where one of their staffers did a, um, uh, a road trip, I, I guess, from the Northeast to, down to Florida. And they became, you know, it was a great example of, of the psyche of the, of the American consumer. They became obsessed you know, not at stopping at uh, the latest tourist spot or figuring out where they were going to have lunch. They became obsessed with where they were going to stop next for charging. So, you know, I think uh, the average uh, uh, charge, uh, you know, lasts 180 or something like that uh, miles. So uh, this became the defining factor of that road trip. And um, we're going to see that and we're going to see that uh, consumers are going to focus their trips around where they're going to charge. And, and obviously, uh, charging ranges are going to increase as the technology increases. But if you're doing a long distance trip, uh, uh, again, from the Northeast to, to, um, to someplace like Florida, you may stop six, eight times or more to charge. So that changes the whole dynamic of travel and again opens up amazing opportunities oh my god warren i 100 get it i am so stressed <laughs> out uh, i would be like crazy about the chart it would totally ruin my trip i'd be so focused on where's the next charging station <laughs> um but just to put some perspective so the average rain warren you're right in an ev right now or as of last year is about 186 miles so if you think about that, if you're going to make a trip that's longer than 186 miles, you're going to have to stop for a period of time to charge. And even by 2030, the range only is going to go up to 275 miles. So Robin, to put it in your perspective world, if you're driving from Florida, let's say the <laughs> southernmost point of Florida, you can't even get out of the state of Florida in 280 miles. Maybe you get halfway through the state. So yeah, amazing. You're going to have to find something to do on your trip back to New York when you do your, you know, trips to and from Florida. And a lot of uh, Northeasterns go down. A lot of New Yorkers go down to Florida. will have the same problem. And just on the West Coast, it's 800 miles from San Diego to the northernmost point in California. So you'd probably have to recharge, you know, three times over 12 hours. You have to break up the trip in two days. Then, oh, by the way, the hotel you're staying overnight at, you're going to have to make sure they have an EV charger. And you and I, Robin, Warren, I don't know if you do this, but Robin and I like to travel with our pets. So we bring our <laughs> dogs with us when we yeah, travel. Our, 
Our cats don't like uh, don't like road trips now. <laughs> well, my dog loves road trips, and and Leia is about fifty three pounds, so she's not like a little dog. So now I have to figure out, okay, what am I going to do with my pet while I'm charging for thirty minutes or forty minutes? Um, and you're right, Warren. That's 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 you know this whole travel thing is going to be, you know, worrisome for a lot of consumers. Which is why. This is a just an amazing opportunity for retailers and for uh, you know other type of retail businesses like like restaurants and service places. Um, and you know where we started that number uh, a million three new charging stations are going to be built. When was the last time the retail industry had had that kind of um, uh, opportunity yeah. for that? Kind of expansion. I certainly not not in my business lifetime. Uh, yep. uh, so um, uh, uh, the consumer is going to want to eat, going to going to want to do d- different things, and um, it just it just changes the dynamics of uh, of of travel and uh, and I think the fundamentals of shopping, and you know it kind of redefines the definition of uh, of a pit stop. So uh, this is really different. Well, Warren, I love your redefining a pit stop. And, you know, currently in the market, as you had mentioned, there's about 46, 47,000 charging stations. But, you know, California has 30% of those. So, mm. in fact, the next three cities aren't even close to what Cali has. Cali has 15,000 charging stations. New York and Florida have about 3,000. And Texas has just under 2,500. Mm. So, if you think about it, going up and down the coast, the East Coast and the West Coast might be doable. But right now there's a dearth in the middle of the country. There's not enough charging stations. And you, you'd alluded to this earlier, Warren, but the US is way behind China in terms of EV chargers. China has 1.2 million public chargers and 41% of those are fast charging. So the US has about 115,000 charging units, but only 19% are fast charging. So. Just to summarize mm. that, we have slower chargers and 50% of our chargers are in three states. You know, Shelly, you know, but, but the growth is coming and it is coming fast, as Warren mentioned earlier on. Uh, hybrid and uh, electric vehicle manufacturing in the U.S. is uh, currently a $48 billion industry um, with annual growth rate from 2018 through this year uh, at 24% including a projected 17% rise in 2023 alone. And projections for uh, the global electric vehicle supply equipment market, including EV chargers, is expanding to nearly $6 billion by 2024. And then by 2030, it will hit $22 billion. I mean, Biden's goal of having half of all new vehicles sold in the U.S. by 2030 uh, be zero emissions uh, will also fuel uh, this growth. Again, no pun intended. Um, there, there has to be the infrastructure in place to support this initiative. The convenience, as Warren points out, is uh, really key. Uh, we know that um, $900 million was given to 35 states to help with EV infrastructure and and is part of the $5 billion national electric vehicle 
Infrastructure Program, acronym NEVI, <laughs> that will be distributed over the next five years, all leading to the point of the golden opportunity for retail industry and to what Warren has so uh, diligently outlined here. So Warren, um, why don't you take us through uh, th these possible revenue, new revenue streams? Sure. Um, you know, full disclosure, I've got a classic two-seater roadster and um, uh, gasoline powered. And so this is, uh, you know, you're going to have to count me out of this mix. But <laughs> but for a lot of other folks, uh, uh, th this is definitely a game changer. So in the, in the article that I, that I did for the Robin Report, I kind of mentioned uh, about half a dozen types of retail businesses yep. that I thought were were the most likely to take advantage of that. And um, uh, Jermaine, to our audience, number one would just be general retailing. And so, um, you know, if folks are going to have, let's say, an average of 45 minutes uh, while they're waiting for their vehicle to recharge, um, they're going to want to shop, you know, people love it. And, uh, and um, so whether it's a, uh, it's a dollar store, it's a sporting goods store, it's, uh, it's a little market by Macy's, it's, it's a Walmart, a, a supermarket. Um, I mean, whatever it is, I, I think this is where people are going to spend their time. You know, you say, okay, well, maybe, you know, a lot of gas stations have convenience stores, but you can't spend 45 minutes uh, shopping for Slurpees and, and uh, you know, <laughs> bars. It just doesn't work that way. You're going to want to do something more substantive. So, um, you know, there's $34,000 stores in the U.S. right now. And in my mind, dollar stores uh, will be the 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 biggest beneficiaries of this if they start to do it. They've got the they've got the parking lots. They've got the space and yeah. stores just just the right size for for forty five minutes. Now you're probably still going to get a lot of uh, a lot of salty snacks you shouldn't be buying, but still you know <laughs> you're going to pick up a laundry detergent and uh, and some maybe some new socks and underwear. So. Um, great opportunity uh uh and and you've got a captive audience so um you know i just think that that's fascinating i think you know it's really interesting when you talk about it because many of us would actually love just to knock out our shopping list while we're waiting for our ev to charge what's interesting though warren is when i looked at the data most charging stations are at hotels and car dealers Yep. Shopping malls was way down on the list. And quite frankly, grocery stores weren't even in the top 10. So spot on, great opportunity, possible revenue stream. What other areas? So the next obvious one, and, and I think it's going to be every bit as compelling as, as just general merchandise retailing, is restaurants. And uh, uh, these fast food guys are already uh, on the interstate uh, uh, interchanges and um, they've got the parking lots. You can eat, uh, 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 you know, a, a Big Mac and fries in, 
in 30 minutes. You can eat them in three minutes if you're <laughs> if you're desperate, but uh, but uh, you could be civilized and you know and take your time. And we're already starting to see those guys slowly get on it. Um, Subway just announced uh, I don't know a week or two ago a test where they're going to start putting um, I think they call them Subway Oasis, wow. and they're going to start putting. Uh, charging uh, uh, pumps or stations in their parking lots. And to me, this this makes so much sense because the, geographically, they're already there. You know, you're not talking about building a <clears throat> building. They've got the parking lots there. They're, uh, the time uh, uh, somebody spends in a fast food place is um, is is concurrent with uh, with the amount of time it takes to charge a, a vehicle. So they're great, but you know who's to say this shouldn't extend to to Chili's and uh, and to other other uh, family restaurant kind of places? Because again, um, they've got the structure already in place to do this. So makes a lot of sense. Um, you've also got convenience stores. And again, I, I'm, I, most of us probably don't spend 30 to 45 minutes in a, in a 7-Eleven, but they're there and they've got, they've got the physical setup to, to deal with this. And, um, and they've just got the space. And, you know, I think, uh, uh, what we say? Um, uh, I think Shelley, you dug out some numbers that that the vast majority of of uh, of, uh, of fossil fuel fueling stations are connected to a convenience store. So again, they've got it; they understand it, and um, uh, these guys uh, make sense. And, and and if they jump on it, you know, right now most people don't eat. Uh, inside one of these places. But who's to say that uh, uh, some of these quick trip and speedway guys that have these huge setups, uh, you know, Bucky's uh, down south, um, that they don't put uh, uh, dining spaces inside. And uh, pepperoni pizza and a Diet Dr. Pepper, yeah, that's about 35 minutes. So uh, makes sense. A uh, couple other uh, types of businesses that could jump on this uh, video and gaming arcades. Uh, God, uh, uh, thirty to forty-five minutes of uh, you know a fortnight is uh, is is nothing. So um, um, you, you know you could see that doing. It's a, it's a restricted demographic, and and uh, some of us. Um, uh, age challenged people are probably not going to are not going to do that, but um, but for that demographic, it makes a lot of sense. So you could see these video and gaming arcades doing this. Um, more likely is gambling casinos. Now um, um, you've got uh, uh, oh, that's interesting. What is it? Three quarters of the states in the country now, uh, or half the states have uh, are now. Uh, have legalized gambling. Uh, this would appeal more to an, an older demographic that uh, that uh, probably is uh, got the money to buy an EV. And um, you know, I don't think you need to be Steve Wynn to figure out that that, that this is a great opportunity. Um, you know, I, yeah. 
I think the the challenge will be that uh, if you're charging your vehicle, you got to pay up front so that you don't blow it all on the slots and uh, and you know not have anything to <laughs> to pay to left to pay. But um, makes sense. Um, uh, and and in this case, uh, you know your uh, businesses don't don't have that put have any added labor costs because that customer is already there. So those are kind of interesting. And who's to say, you know, it couldn't be a casino next to a uh, next to a gaming place and, and uh, you know, kind of fun for the whole family. So um, uh, and then and then finally, I think the other opportunity is in the service area. So um, uh, nail salons. Uh, uh, you know, stop in for a quick uh, a quick blowout, uh, uh, a blowout of your hair, not of your tire. Um, uh, <laughs> um, spa services, you know, but all those all those kind of service things. Um, you know, I think um, Shelley, you would probably know more than Robin and I how long it takes to get uh, get your nails done. But I don't know, thirty forty five <laughs> minutes I think, is yeah. about right. So just uh, under an hour, Warren. You're right. Yep. So, um, uh, spa services, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I think th that, that is better for more localized as opposed to on the interstate. Um, but it's, it's, um, it, it makes a lot of sense and, 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 you know, joke about this being uh, more for Shelley than for Robin and I, but us men are getting more interested in our, uh, you know, in pampering and self-improvement. So uh, <laughs> and that, massages. Uh, <laughs> yep, definitely the case. Definitely the case. So that whole beauty and uh, and and uh, personal care uh, uh, sector could be jumping on this. So, you know, those are the most obvious ones. But but if you're, you know, just drive down any retail strip in America, and I bet you'll find another two dozen businesses that that could accommodate um, EV charging stations. And um, it, again, it's just it's just this blue sky kind of an opportunity. And uh, there may be guys that that we don't know that we don't know about that aren't in business yet that are going to jump on this, but. Uh, amazing opportunity for for the retail sector in this whole thing yeah warren you know as i've said brilliant and you know we could look back and what we just talked about and say well my god that's common sense but as i have said many times um common sense is often brilliant right <laughs> and, I, and i think this is i don't I haven't read or heard anybody else really focusing on this space. And you're right. The, 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 this is a, can be a whole new revenue stream can be, uh, instead of trying to steal a share of a struggling pie, um, uh, this, this is a wide open opportunity. If people get, get on it, you know, and maybe there is a few retailers out there that have already seen this opportunity. But if there are, there are not many, or we would have heard about it. The big question, though, as always, is when they do understand, understand it as an opportunity, who among them will take swift action in taking advantage of this 
enormous opportunity. And Warren, thank you so much again for joining us. And um, do you have any closing thoughts? Well, you know, you use you use the word common sense and retailer in the same sentence. So I don't know if that's, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that's a bit of a stretch, but I love you, that, Warren. <laughs> excuse me to my friends in the retailing business. I yeah. I, I just I just being a little a little silly here, but um, <laughs> whoever gets there first is gonna is gonna take stake on this and um you know is gonna establish the habit of consumers oh yeah that's where I go and get and get my uh my Tesla or my Volkswagen or a million other brands that's where I go get a charge so whoever jumps on this fa fast you know right now it's a small business but it's gonna get bigger yeah and I, this is the kind of thing where you want to be a leader and not a follower in jumping on this and and to get the consumer uh, to say, okay, that's that's the place I go and establish the, the habit. So uh, yeah. great opportunity in the next uh, 18 to 24 months. Oh my God, Warren, I totally agree with you. I think definitely there's going to be a first mover advantage for sure. And as we know, as global warming continues to be an issue for consumers, the EV and hybrid markets really are going to continue to face these strong tailwinds. Um, but the industry, the EV industry, that is, they have to figure out how to make a better profit. They're kind of, you know, the profit margins are super thin. So they got to figure that out. I'm sure they will. Always a pleasure, Warren, spending time with you. Thank you so much for being with us today. For our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and of course, therobinreport.com. And look for us on YouTube where we broadcast our podcast as well. And make sure to follow us on social media, link in with us for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank everybody again, and especially Warren. Um, and if any of our listeners, our viewers, um, ha have some concepts or some strategies or whatever they would love uh, Shelly and I to cover, uh, just send me an email. And it is Robin at therobinreport.com and you can email me about anything if you want <laughs> anything <Thank> you. Robin <laughs>